make sure that your your phone is muted. Yes, uh, phone is muted. Pagers are turned off, and you are ready to attend the event. <laughs> <laughs> can't get a can't get a sigma beeper. <laughs> I mean, are doctors even still using pagers anymore, or is that dead tech completely now? You know, I feel like I they're they're. I, I think there actually is some kind of like in-house technology that doctors still use. Mm -hmm. um, I guess I could probably actually ask some of the folks I know in the field that are that are serving this great country and keeping us all healthy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, always remember um, growing up having a, a friend whose parents were both doctors and their pagers going off quite a bit while they were on call. Um, but... Yeah, I feel like that's a that's a piece of technology that since because of the cell phone is is just done. I, I guess we might actually before we get too far ahead of ourselves again, mm -hmm. as Joe and I like to do on this program. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome to week two. We are uh, continuing some of our discussion here, centered around Ready Player One, the Ernest mm -hmm. Klein 2011 novel adapted into a 2018 film. Today, we're actually going to be looking at a little bit different uh, focus that we've alluded to a little bit in some mm -hmm. of the other episodes here. Mainly being, well, two things. One, we're going to talk a little bit about how the year 2000 was kind of this, uh, this uh, <laughs> big, big topic for a lot of us. Uh, if you were a 90s kid and you remember mm -hmm. those years, Y2K was nuts, Joe. It was nuts. Very. <laughs> Yeah, like we were ready for, mm -hmm. you know, like zombies to just break out or, you know, yeah. uh, Godzilla Society to appear. was going to crumble because all of the computers would assume we switched to the year zero, zero, and they'd have no idea what to do. Planes would fall out of the sky. Uh, the All the, the tax systems and death records that are kept digitally would just assume that, hey, all the dead people are alive again. And we've hit like a weird robotic zombie apocalypse is what we assumed would happen in the year 2000. And then later we would amend it to say sexy robots, sexy zombies. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like every Halloween costume you've ever seen since the early 2000s, everything got sexy. Oh, everything got sexy. Yeah. Got to be sexy. Garlic yeah, bread? Sexy. Always sexy. sexy. Bread. So that didn't have to get sexier, but <laughs> no, no. the Halloween costumes? Yep. Had to get sexy. Got sexy. All right. And uh, I believe the second part, we're going to talk of, um, I think, like modern attempts or actual attempts at something more Oasis-like. Uh, yes. So something similar to what we have in Ready Player One of what they of what the, the main characters are going through. However, I mean, obviously not quite there. Um, otherwise, I'm assuming that's where we'd all be right now. Just plugged in and ignoring any and all responsibility that we have coming our way. Wait, we, we, we needed an oasis to do that? I mean, we didn't. We don't. We definitely don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I you know what? I am very, very much prepared to wade into that onion patch because mm -hmm. I've used the social MMO quite a bit throughout my life. So All right, which that's something yeah. you definitely did a lot more than I did. Um, <laughs> I definitely remember like, taking a, like, a, a solid crack at PlayStation Home and like making myself into like what I was actually wearing that day um like jeans black t-shirt with a white long shirt underneath it and be like this is gonna be cool and then i lasted roughly five minutes and like you know what 
I could just do this in real life with my friends that I have. And I <laughs> left it. <laughs> I never came back to PlayStation Home. What's really funny for me, Joe, the journey began long before that. And I think it's actually funny that we talk about the year 2000 uh, jokingly here as a, as a side topic. But uh, <laughs> I actually started playing my first social MMO right around the late 90s. Ah, okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Hmm. Which one was that? I'm trying to think of any of them that were like, because like the late 90s, I mean, was Friendster even a thing in the late 90s? No, no. This is yeah. something. Mm -hmm. This is this is something that um, I only know of maybe four or five people who are even aware of this this social MMO. Mm -hmm. um, so what is called is Traveler. Traveler. Yeah, a lot of people didn't know about it because it was a very small thing, right? Like mm -hmm. this was this was like ninety nine, two thousand. Actually, it may have been ninety eight. Actually, I think ninety eight is when it first came out. Okay. Um, but really what you were on this, this traveler platform, um, you, you were basically a floating head and mm -hmm. you could be like a lion. You could be a dog. You could be, you know, weird looking aliens. You could be, you know, standard human looking thing. Stay puff marshmallow, man. Anything the traveler chooses, right? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever form you choose. <laughs> uh, so long as it's one of the preloaded, uh, heads that you can float around with. Well, yeah. I mean, there is gotta be some limitation. Otherwise, come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, for, okay. But remember, this is 98, right? This is 99. Like mm -hmm. this is, this is something that's pretty cool because I had a mic that was far shittier than the one we're talking through today. <laughs> uh, this, this was a very, very awful mic, but you know what? It was, it, we thought it was high tech. We thought it was great for the time. And yeah, you could go to uh, these like preloaded zones, float your little head around, talk to people. Uh, and and it was, yeah, it was pretty cool. Like, it, I, I think the part of it that I thought was the funniest was when you're traveling between these, like, little zones that you could go mm -hmm. to, like, the loading screen would be you, like, going through a tunnel and, like, oh, zooming around. That's and, cool. Yeah. So, like, you felt like you were, felt like you were immersed, Joe, you know? <laughs> you know, I think I remember actually talking about this before in casual conversation. Uh, back when SnowRun was available to be shiny in Pokemon Go, because it's evolved form, didn't you say like looked like your the floating head you had made? This is this is very true. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, so yeah, when when Snorin evolves, it basically becomes this like giant floating cat head hybrid, mm -hmm. right? Gale, I believe, or Gailey? Gailey. 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 There you go. Yep. Yeah. Which for I always just assumed was like cat and hockey mask com combined. <laughs> <laughs> Let's sign me up. Yeah. But yeah, I, I always had very fond memories of this because I would mm -hmm. always pick the cat, the cat in Traveler, and then I would customize it to look similar to what the shiny Glalie would be. Um, so it was ironic that like I hadn't played a minute of Pokemon back then, but <laughs> yeah, my little avatar was colored and stylized to look like you know friggin' Glalie, shiny yeah. Glalie. Yeah, so, which I mean, yeah. at that time, that Pokemon didn't even exist because that was like. I think a generation three Pokemon. So look yeah. at you predicting the future. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? That's a good point. We kind of travel to here. No pun intended mm -hmm. is predicting the future. Um, I have a story from a civil engineer named John Elfrith Watkins Jr. Have you ever heard of this? This poor bastard. John Elfkin Watkins Jr. I have not. No. Okay. So he ended up writing an article called what may happen in the next hundred years 
Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've ever seen this, but probably not because it appeared in December 1900 issue of Ladies Home Journal. Um, Yet yeah, don't don't read that periodical, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, not I'm not in the demographic it seeks. <laughs> Especially not 1900s women, <laughs> early 1900s women. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he actually made some predictions, though, about about the year 2000. So this is kind of where we're sitting right now. Mm-hmm. In the distant future, the year 2000. Yes. (laughs) Yes, it is the distant future, the year 2000. The world is quite different ever since the late robotic uprising of the late 1990s. Affirmative. (laughs) Watkins would predict that cars would be cheaper than horses. Hot and cold air would be pumped into houses. And cameras would allow us to see events on the other side of the world. He got all of those things right. <laughs> yeah, the things yeah. He, the, the only things he didn't quite get right mm-hmm. though was that we would have super strong humans who trained at free public gyms, hmm. uh, topically applied drugs. Once again, playing into this like super strong human thing, mm-hmm. and total eradication of flies and mosquitoes. Yeah, I don't know why we didn't do that last one. I feel like we could have done that. We just don't. We choose not to. I feel like it's like the. That's like the backwards Jurassic Park. Like, <laughs> we definitely could have achieved that biologically, but we're like, nah, ethics and stuff. But like, eh, do we really need them for flies and and mosquitoes? Nah, we don't. It, it definitely feels like it's on par with like that could have, would have, and should have type of thing. Um, <laughs> it, mm-hmm. I, I would, I will say this though. I mean, as far as like the super strong humans thing. He may not have been that far off because, I mean, we we do have like 24-7 pop-up gyms that you can go to. This is true. Um, Yeah, and now we've got like readily available meal services. And, you know, if you you want to get svelte, just hop on Instagram and watch how all these dudes do it. I mean, they do. (laughs) So, I don't know. Yeah. Something to think about. It's there. Yeah, it's kind of there. I don't know. Like... Try to think of like just uh, crazy things that we used to really think. I feel like I just like a lot of the stuff I remember growing up seeing for predictions for the year two thousand uh, that we always like would just round back to Art Deco everything. Yeah. So that <laughs> that will be the style of the future, and that there is so many things just had to do with us like living in the sky. Like that was going to be the future. That basically. Um, You'd have like these air like ships or blimps or these basically these massive civilizations just living in the sky. And I don't know why that would be a thing that even you'd even want. Like, I feel like that's a horrible idea of something to even want in the year 2000 or any time. Because like all of it was like floating up there. All you need is like one one part to fail or some guy to choose not to come into work one day. And then your whole city comes crashing down. Well, as you mentioned, Art Deco, though, and its origins, the, the time period that the romanticism attached to that stuff came from, mm-hmm. you know, the taking flight and, and uh, aerial technologies were all the rage back in, like, the 20s, 30s, and 40s as we discovered, you know, how we could do it. That is true. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, looking back at the original Eiffel Tower, or uh, not Eiffel Tower, the uh, Empire State Building, you know, its, it's original purpose Mm-hmm. was to basically be a docking station for a blimp. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we, we got, we've got some people who are obsessed with, like, the Rocketeer era. 
you know, mm-hmm. of, of, uh, <laughs> of flight and what it can do for humanity. I mean, I, I don't think I could ever trust a blimp. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because like you mentioned, if you've got one hole leaking in that thing, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. Oh, the humanity is not far off in, in that conversation. <laughs> uh, not to, no, not no. to make light of the people who lost their lives on that fateful day. We're not. We're not laughing at that. Oh no, poor Hindenburg. No, um, no, not at all. Um, but other than that, um, some more playful things that it's much nicer um, is that the Boston Globe once predicted in the early 1900s that baseball may be played at night in the distant future. Oh my! I know. That's that was bold. That was very very bold. bold. Like who who would have thought that you could possibly enjoy a good ball game after the sun's gone down? <laughs> no, the world we live in. <laughs> God, this the simplicity of yeah <laughs> the eras we did not live in. No, and I feel like every every prediction for like education is was always leaning towards like basically your kid like just plugging their like their head into something or putting on a helmet and then the knowledge just gets absorbed into their brain uh okay. making my job completely irrelevant like you just so need easier way easier like you see an it guy at that point like oh yeah your uh your uh education osmosis helmet um has got the check engine light on i can fix that and that's <laughs> that's all you need you know i know we just brought it up passively here but i mean the hindenburg did really help people begin to shape their predictions right around the 50s right like Mm -hmm. like we've drifted away from the blimp the zeppelin right and and actually uh i think even popular mechanics released like miracles that we'll see in the next 50 years during this time period um where they actually shifted that logic towards you know the supersonic jet or Mm -hmm. You know, massive airships in the in the skies. We're not talking like you know, like Avengers level of, of no, you know. no, not the helicarrier. <laughs> <laughs> no. But mm. yeah, yeah, fast ships and things like that. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I it's, it's actually kind of funny how how much that event impacted the, yeah. the predictions and where people wanted to go with it. Because yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously that was a that was a huge event for the world back then. Completely, and I think. At that point in time, you also start to have people thinking of like, we have to find safer means of transportation for longer distances. And one that actually comes up uh, in one of our favorite uh, uh, animated things we've ever talked about in the show, uh, Futurama, is pneumatic tubes for transportation. <laughs> was another one that I think it was, have it here in another um, Boston Globe. They had someone else uh, talking about it. But yeah, they they assumed that you would have basically everything being transported by the pneumatic tube. And my always quite my question with that is I understand how like a person walks into the tube and then they get sucked up and they transport. But how do we slow them down successfully? <laughs> that's yeah. I feel like that's 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 the damning part of the whole thing. <laughs> and how do you go in head first but end up on your feet? Yep. How do you do that switch? Is there like a, like a light that comes on, like a series like you need to now roll, <laughs> do, do a barrel roll. Um, other than, of course, also there has to be like a, a limit to how fast those things can work because it's going to be like, you know, pushing a jet at, a jet at supersonic flight. Your blood's going to be forced to a different part of your body. Oh yeah. And in this case, like you're, you're, 
protect, you're preventing blood from getting to your brain. Like that's going to kill you. This <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. is a terrible idea. Yeah, G-Force isn't just the name of a TV station, folks. It is a real thing that impacts the human body. <laughs> uh, you know, who would have thought? Yeah, I, I, the the prediction that I remember reading about mm -hmm. from like the '50s and '60s era that actually made sense to me was the idea of like a self-cleaning house that, oh, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, pretty much replaced the idea of like hand washing dishes and stuff like that, and instead replacing everything with synthetics. So like your your home furnishings, they're all synthetic. Your house cleans itself. Huh. I mean, this was, this, That's was nifty. Years, this was years before the spork, Joe. Right? <laughs> um, <laughs> the, uh, the only thing that I remember from this Popular Mechanics article that I saw, this is years ago. Um, they did somehow think we'd be wearing rayon underpants and uh, it would convert into candy. Huh. You know, for a second there, I was a little upset that we didn't have that one, but now I'm totally fine with it after that last part. <laughs> is, it, is it bringing back a little bit too much reality of what the what the replicator powers itself on? Yep. <laughs> it's like, well, it needs carbon from somewhere, folks. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Too real. Too real. Um. I mean, if I was eating candy and somebody told me, hey, that's that's made from poop and rayon, you know, I, I'd slowly chew for a moment mm -hmm. and then I'd probably just continue my bite. But probably. Uh, but yeah. at the same time, if someone would have told me that's where Tootsie Rolls come from, I'd probably still believe them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Nothing against Tootsie Rolls, uh, but they do look like they do look like turds <laughs> a little bit. And that's no imagination. Not at Absolutely. all. Like. <laughs> Someone drops one of those in a pool, everyone's assuming it's poop. It, Just well, like I a mean, payday. I mean, everybody who's ever been on a sports team that has to take showers has usually found a candy bar or something dropped in the shower <laughs> so that everyone can try to figure out what am I looking at? Mm -hmm. Can I eat that? Nope. 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 Usually mm -hmm. not the eating part, but nope. Uh, nope. And who wants to get close enough to do the smell test on this one? <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> is, that a, is that a peanut? Is that is that nougat? That looks like some <laughs> well, it's definitely a nut. However, <laughs> <Yeah. It's> a... <laughs> am, I, am I sensing some coconut here? Ooh, ooh. Uh, oh, I only mentioned that I mentioned that specifically because that actually happened in several locker rooms that I was a part of, and I was not the person <laughs> that started the joke. Thank you for those of you who are like, "Oh yeah, that was Mark doing a shit joke." Not this time. Not this time. Oh no! 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 Well, if you remember a former president, Harry Truman, who's no longer with us. Yeah, God rest his soul. Gone too soon. He actually uh, he actually had some of his predictions of, of his own. Um, which you know what? I could I could read this out. He didn't speak in a Pan Atlantic, but I could try. <laughs> if you if you want to hear this, uh, we'll we'll just do a how about we'll just do a uh, a, a brief impression of it. But he, here's what Harry Truman said. International affairs will be world peace. The atom will be under international control. The United Nations will be a growing concern and will have forces to preserve international law and order. World commerce will be regulated under the new international trade organization. Other nations will share America's prosperity through an expanded point for program of technical assistance to underdeveloped mm -hmm. countries. Communism will be suppressed, not by force of arms, 
but by an appeal to the minds and hearts of men. Yeah, that's solid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't think I could ever look at the the United Nations uh, quite as a a, a, a threat mm -hmm. to humanity. <laughs> but, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, just, just like any party, you know, you, you got to be careful about who you invite over, right? Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. You don't want somebody peeing on your couch and then just take no. it off. No. no. Who does that? I mean, I'm not going to admit to it. No, I'm not going to point fingers, name names, anything like that, or definitely not admit to it. Um, or, you know, if someone just comes over to your house, you think he's a good friend of yours because you've hung out before, and then he just spits in your living room. And he's, he's like, hey, I th thought you guys had a spitting rule. And it's like, we do, Aaron. It's that you don't spit in the house. That's how it works. That's that's everyone's spitting rule. Um <laughs> You know, I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s solo album. Did you ever ever hear about no. this? He wrote. No, I had no idea he did any he did any music work. Oh, he did, and his album was called "The Futurist." Ooh. Um, honestly, a, a it was also a magazine in the late '60s. So, um, but actually, before we get away from it, though, uh, in in the Captain America Civil War movie. Uh, Hawkeye actually calls him that when he joins them in the in the, the prison <laughs> out in the ocean. As he's oh walking gosh. in, he claps and he goes, there he is, ladies and gentlemen, the futurist. And, <laughs> you know, I'm like that one guy in the audience, mm -hmm. like in uh, Napoleon Dynamite when they're doing the talent show and he's like sitting there just like going, yeah, you know, like jamming mm -hmm. out. When they said the futurist, I was like, I was the only person in the theater like going, oh, it's hilarious. Like, <laughs> looking around and I'm like, oh, no damn. one knows about this. <laughs> okay. Well, then we'll just move on. Yep. We'll, <laughs> we'll call it a day. <laughs> well, tell you what, the futurist published Vice President Hubert Humphrey's predictions for the next 20 years. And if you want to peek into the imagination of our president in the late 70s, or the vice president, I should say. Okay. Um, I'm thinking of what kind of voice we'll use for this. You know, may maybe I'll just do, we'll just do generic, older, Caucasian male. I think that, that works. works. For you. Yeah, that should, that should be fine. <laughs> All right, so here's what he wrote in this, in this magazine. The virtual elimination of bacterial and viral diseases, the correction of hereditary defects, or the modification of genetic chemistry, the stepping up of our food supply through large-scale ocean farming and fabrication of synthetic proteins, control of the weather, at least on a regional scale. In space, the landing of men on Mars and the establishment of a permanent unmanned research station on that planet, the creation in the laboratory of primitive forms of artificial life. This can indeed be an age of miracles it will be your age. Yeah, I can believe that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if this is like knowing the answers to the test or something, but as we move along, like people are like getting closer to where it's like, oh my God, these are actually becoming true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, no, not by the year 2000 by any means. No. Mm -mm. But I mean, right off the top of my head, like, 
like our vice president in 1967, the dude literally called the shot for like impossible mm -hmm. meats and beyond burgers. <laughs> and like mm -hmm. he, he was already thinking of that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, um, I know like in college ever having a, uh, a, a professor who was doing um, copy editing, he talked about how eventually um, he, oh, he had a, uh, he had a coworker in the newspaper industry and how, eventually they would not be printed newspapers anymore. And that instead, the newspapers would just sell you basically a, a tiny screen and you just get your news delivered to the screen. And this was uh, probably, this is well before any, any tablet or touchscreen had popped up. And he was kind of right, uh, except for the fact that, you know, they weren't, the tablets won't be coming from the newspapers themselves. Um, but yeah, kind of there. I mean, mm -hmm. at the time, somebody probably like was was so offended by the prediction that they puked in a trash can or something. Oh, as the, the print is absolute. We can't. <laughs> yeah, the world without newspapers would be a scary place. It's like, nah, I think it's just scary because you'd be out of a job. Um, and that is unemployment is a, is a scary, scary aspect. But yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I can see the, the mm -hmm. someone fainting, you know, where they put their back of their hand to their forehead and just fall <laughs> over. <laughs> just, oh. <laughs> Oh, la gasp. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm -hmm. I, I think the the prediction that I most remembered, mm -hmm. and I, I'm 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 hopefully remembering this correctly. Um, because I'm pretty sure there was a book called it was like either the like the age of intelligent machines or age of intelligent machines. Yep. Uh and I remember in this book, we had things like it was like automated customer service calls, uh, speech to text, mm -hmm. you know, like translating telephones. Um, I think they even called their shot on exoskeletons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think self-driving cars. That was the other part. Okay. Um, and, and that was like in the early 90s. Uh, or yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe in nineties, two out of four isn't bad. It's not passing, but it's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, who, who doesn't want exoskeletons? Yeah. Who wouldn't want that? Yeah. Yeah. So long as you don't have like a doc ox scenario where like you, you have an inhibitor chip that gets destroyed and you're, <laughs> you know, you're just stuck fighting with, you know, multiple personality <laughs> syndrome. Uh, yeah. I, I think I could live in that reality for a little bit. Yeah. I could go there. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, I, I I think I think that's where it kind of comes across for me is that um, the stuff that we do rely on right now, you know, we we did catch up to over that you know roughly mm -hmm. 40, 50 year period. Um, once folks were kind of predicting the year two thousand, calling their shots Babe Ruth style, as we like to <laughs> reference quite a bit here. Oh yeah, they're pointing their bats straight to the future. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there it is, Joe with the. <laughs> Back to the future. Yeah. <laughs> That's your kids, Monty. It's like, I don't care. No. My kids assholes or something? Or something? Like, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh my god. Is that a terrible flashback to the back uh, to the family guy like making fun of that moment? Do you remember that? No, it's 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 not shaking loose for me. Oh, it's horrible. It turns out Doc is just a racist. If anything, it just tells you where family guy used to be. In yep. terms of its humor, as opposed to you know where they kind of went with it, because I mean mm -hmm. it was, 
it was definitely shock humor before oh, it got easily it got canceled. Yeah. Yep. Canceled um, and revived and it hasn't, is it still, go, it's still going, isn't it? Yeah, it's still going. It's still going. I, mm -hmm. I, I haven't mean, watched it in years, but it's still going. Yeah, it's, it's out there. Mm -hmm. uh, so speaking of what's still out there though, because we, we kind of talked about social MMOs for about five seconds and now we're here. Yes. So Joe, what do you remember of me telling you about their virtual world? Well, I do remember you showing me the home you had made and how Virtual Mark has made it out for a very, very nice life for himself, uh, as well as a small community that, that is around Virtual Mark. And I believe um, you weren't bragging, but you definitely were showing off uh, some gear and stuff that you, you, you were able to get back when this was like fairly new and these are things you can't get anymore, like this oh, yeah. really cool blimp you can go around in and go to other people's places, and you just show up in a blimp to someone's party. Speaking of that good old blimp technology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is like the, uh, the their equivalent of like opening up your wallet and a Magnum condom falls out. Well, that's the truth. I mean, so for, for <laughs> folks who have never heard about their virtual world, and, and Joe's not... He's not wrong in this that I did build a home for myself there and I spent some time in it, which going back to what you mentioned, man, I was still like going out and hanging out with my friends and doing yeah. things like in public, <laughs> but I would come home and play a social MMO. It was the weirdest mm -hmm. thing ever. Um, and uh, yeah, so this, this, this game actually came out uh, and I mentioned this actually later on this week with our conversation with, with the, the, the wonderful Seamus Byrne. Yes. Good old Seamus. Yeah. Like, like there was, it was a nice little escape because kind of in the vein of what we've talked about with trying to predict the future, it, it almost, the people who created this game almost had that spirit in mind because if you wanted to basically, if you saw something in the game and you want to go fly up to it mm -hmm. and check it out, you just strap on a jetpack yeah. and you fly on up there. You know, <laughs> uh, if you wanted to go out into space, boom, guess what? You press mm -hmm. the button long enough, you will get to space. You're in space. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, it, it was, you know, it, it's, it was a nice little time sink uh, that was a, it was initially a, a game that was created to help the military, you know, communicate with each other globally. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, they abandoned the project and then uh, this company continued to develop it for the consumer market. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's that, so for, for me, when we start to connect this stuff to the idea of an oasis, you know, there, there's, there's plenty of fun things you can do in a virtual world like this. Like they're like Second Life, like Club Penguin. For those of you who remember mm -hmm. <laughs> Club Penguin, that, <laughs> that children and adults alike all loved. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it, there, so there, there's definitely value in the communication of, of a virtual world, of you know, of a, of an oasis style mm -hmm. of organization, but. I think the majority of us just kind of like what's evidenced here in the pandemic, we do need the in-person yeah. you know, conversation, the touch. Absolutely. The, mm -hmm. Yeah. We can't exist virtually because we've tried. We've tried a lot. We struggled a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't better than I do. Hell, you got to teach classes over that shit. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't fun. It wasn't a good time. Um, yeah. Definitely having the, uh, <laughs> having the human 
human actual human contact is absolutely needed for for what I do and um, not professionally, just like personally, like it sucks not having people around. Yeah. I mean, you can still make connections in a virtual world. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think that uh, the, the movie, the book, they, the for Ready Player One, they, I think they actually do manage to get that part out, out pretty well. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I guess without actually being able to meet someone in public, yeah, it's it's not something that I think is sustainable long term, unfortunately. No, because no, like I even think of like uh, the few MMO things that I have done, I typically did it with my friends that I knew. Like we'd yeah. go online, we'd game, we'd have a good time online, and then we'd meet up in real life and you know talk about all the fun stuff we did online. <laughs> but yeah, like it just really helps when you have someone physically there to talk to. Um, which is also just made me think of that uh, um, Make Love Not Warcraft episode of South Park where, oh <laughs> where Randy tries telling Stan he needs to go outside and do things with his friends. And like Stan just rips into him saying like I'm earning XP with my friends using TeamSpeak over like and like names like there are thousands of players. I am meeting people, Dad. It's like it's true, but it also uh not the same. Not the same, Stan. It really, it really isn't the same, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I think what the problem is here with like a social MMO, do we have you know, machinery or do we have technology that could allow you to technically shake someone's hand and feel their grip through the internet? No. Yes, we do. Mm -hmm. The technology is there to do that, but it's not affordable. It's not practical, yeah. practical mm -hmm. at all. And I really have concerns over what you would do with that technology in the wrong hands. <laughs> oh, or the right hands. Or the right hands. <laughs> like, you're either getting uh, a forced joke or a happy ending, one of the two. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess it depends on how brave you are. <laughs> oh, oh God. <laughs> but but that's the truth of it though. Like the limitations mm -hmm. of of what we've seen develop in the last 30 years. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I, I would say the social MMO, while it was always a, a part of an of an internet powered world, it didn't get significant investment until you know, right around late nineties, early. Mm -hmm. early 2000s right and and we've remained static in that environment right I, I don't really think we've we've gone much further than than the avatar that can you know be dressed up and uh dolled up and yeah you know yeah you have virtual properties you can you can deck out and do things with but mm -hmm. it will never be able to you know at least now at least currently it, it just can't mimic the the human interaction mm-hmm it's not not even close, no. But yeah, you know, I, I think when we look at wrapping this up, as we like to say, because we've got some pretty damn fun conversation about the technology, mm -hmm. where it could go with our friend Seamus, as we mentioned. But Joe, how about you make your prediction for the year 2000 as if you were 1990s Joe? Oh. I want okay. to hear that prediction. All right. So here, here's what I think will happen in the year 2000. All sidewalks will be powered by the sun and, and will be like those sidewalks at the airport that are treadmill things, the fast walk things. That's everything. That's everywhere. <laughs> All over the place. Because 
Joe in the 1990s was definitely a fat kid <laughs> who didn't want to walk anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, that's that's brilliant, and I think the state of Wisconsin would absolutely put money into that technology. <laughs> and how about young Mark? Where would, where would Mark think the two? Where would we be in the year two thousand? As though you were still nineteen nineties, Mark. Okay, so so young Mark also was very rotund and uh, very food forward, food first. <laughs> My thoughts were very demolition man in nature, mm -hmm. and then I thought that fast food would actually be whittled down to very few competitors by the year 2000. Mm. Um, I was actually telling friends of mine that I thought Hardee's was really going to take off slash Carl's Jr. And uh, I felt ahead of the curve in terms of idiocracy mm -hmm. uh, from that standpoint. Uh, I obviously did not call the, the player in that one. Um, but I, I thought for sure that we would start to see more, more things condensing, you know, from that yeah. standpoint. Mm -hmm. Um, despite the fact that like when we were kids we just saw like uh the telephone companies get split up right because they because of the, the whole monopoly thing so mm -hmm. i i was actually thinking that yeah fast food would whittle down into like less competition and <laughs> just be it's fast food tonight and that's all you have yeah yeah it's fast food <laughs> uh i i really thought that was likely to happen um because we were getting more health conscious too like we were starting mm -hmm. to see you know, the uh, Snackwell's uh, fat-free shit. <laughs> we, we saw uh, we saw potato chips that would grease mm -hmm. the chute, you know, like, and give you the instant <laughs> So mm -hmm. 90s Mark was thinking, like, yeah, I got this figured out, except for actually losing the weight. Uh, but, <laughs> but either way, that's where I thought we would be. I thought we would be at, like, maybe two or three, like, like worldwide competitors like the taco bell of demolition man and that it would just be <laughs> yeah but clearly i was i was very very wrong uh okay. in that standpoint our our future of sidewalks that move us to the fast food restaurant of our choice i mean i'm fine living that world one day mark <laughs> <laughs> i guess you don't need joints anymore when when things can move for you, <laughs> just, <No. laughs> just lay, just lay down on that thing. You'll get there eventually. Now, if you can get to the treadmill, that's literally all the motion you need. <laughs> Once again, Wisconsin stamp of approval. The people here would love it. <laughs>